passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. And don't forget this weekend, as the run to the Roses is on at the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm here with our guys, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Eric, how you feeling replenished after the vacation? Yeah, feeling good, man. It's always good to go around Hawaii and, you know, somewhere, relax and come back rejuvenate. Yeah. <laughs> rejuvenate for the second round. <laughs> um, so obviously lots to get into in, you know, just the, the, the storylines that we've gotten into as Sixers fans this year. So many things. And, it, and another thing, another wrinkle happened to our to our season right after our show um, last week. So. We're going to get into that with our first topic tonight. So shortly after our first or last episode, um, it was reported that Embiid had uh, fractured his orbital bone after a collision with Pascal Siakam um, towards the end of game six. Um, Embiid is rumored to be uh, gone for games uh, one and two and hopefully coming back either three or four based on last night. I'm hoping game three. Uh, but Doc, obviously, every week he comes under scrutiny with something. Um, and this time uh, he came under scrutiny. Uh, people were saying he should, MB should not have been in the game uh, late um, when we were up to about 30, about four minutes to go. So it begs the question, Eric, should Doc have kept Embiid in the game when we were up by 30 with four minutes left? It's tough. I mean, you know, most coaches I've played for like that four or five minutes, you know, three and a half is kind of usually the time they start taking them out. Um you know, I guess, you know, now you could say, yes, he should have had him out the game. Um, but it's kind of tough. I mean, you you you, you want to pull him. You eventually he's going to pull him. Um, but no matter what, I mean, the play wasn't, you know, a, a normal play. I mean, it was an overly aggressive play, um, and, and it happened. So that could have happened at the beginning of the next game. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think you could say that, at that time, he should have been looking to get him out. But 
I'm not surprised at that time that he was still in the game. I've seen that. Um, you know, I, I remember when I was reserved in, in, in Seattle and it happened all the time. <laughs> like I would, you know, we would be up and we just, we blew a lot of teams out back then. And then we would be up 20, 30 points and Coach Carl would put us in, me and Sherelle Ford and the, the guys to like two minutes left. So I, I've seen that. Like I've experienced that. Um, so I think it's a coach's call. I, I don't think you criticize him either way. I think it was just easy to criticize Doc now because he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, but you take him and pull him at the you know, five or six minute mark and then all of a sudden they cut it to 10 and you got to put him back in the game. Um, I've seen that happen too. So I think it's, it was around the time where maybe you want to look to pull him out. Just, you know, unfortunately we didn't get him out, you know, before the incident. Adrian, thoughts? It's interesting because last night we pulled our starters down by 15 with like what, five minutes left in the game it was. So I was like, I wonder if Doc had that in his mind. You know what? I don't want Harden or Maxi or Harris to get elbowed in this game. There's no point. (laughs) It's over. Um, but I have noticed in the last two years, Doc does tend to leave his guys in games pretty late. It's like something he just does. Because I, I, plenty of times I've been like, "Why are they in the game right now? Get them out of the game." Um, I mean, I, I guess I would have seen more of a point if if the series was still going on with Toronto. If you wanted to like break their spirits for the next game, but series was over. I I would say now hindsight's great. Yeah, right. Look back on it and say he should have pulled them. I think anytime you have a guy with Embiid size. If you can save some of that wear and tear, do it, I'd say. I mean, this is a guy we don't even have rebound on defensive foul shots because they don't want to save his his running up and down the court. So when you have that kind of game plan for somebody, I figure you go toward more of the caution. But I I was thinking about this more. I don't put all the blame even on Doc. Even if it, I don't blame Doc anyway, but even if I was to have to give blame, I would put some on MB too because the game before, MB was letting people lay up and dunk on him like it was a layup line. Now, all of a sudden, the next game, we're up by 30, and you're contesting a Siakam layup? Just let him go, dude. Like, you're about to be taken out of the game. You're about to, you're not trying to win anything now. Why are you putting your face in there anyway, really? Just let him dunk it. Let him lay it up. I think he was in the crowd. I think he wanted to get to the crowd more. But if I had to do that, I'd say 65% Doc, 35 MB, because he should just let him lay it up. Just let him go. Yeah. And I think this is funny because you talk about the media always trying to bring up Doc stuff. You know, we talked about the memes about Doc, you know, losing leads. I, I think it's kind of like a damn if you do, damn if you don't kind of thing with Doc where like, you know, we make fun of people, make fun of him losing leads all the time. It's about four and a half minutes left. I think we're up. I think we're up 29 at the time. I mean, yeah, we, we criticized Doc for losing leads. You know, maybe it's a little bit of this too. You know, he, he, want, he didn't want to lose his leads. He wanted to cement that, that victory. I mean, do you see a little bit of that too, Eric, where people are just trying to pick and choose I mean, something? I, I, I think it's, it's, it's some of that. That's why I'm saying this is kind of hard to gauge. I don't think it's a sort of a set in stone when you take a guy out or when you take them out. I think it's a feel for the coach, a uh, feel for his staff. And sometimes the players, you'd be like, yo, I'm good. Because sometimes at the end of the game, the games get so kind of sketchy that some guys aren't really like you're trying to not to have contact. You're trying to prevent people, but you're still in the game. So they, they put their reserves in all of a sudden they're, you know, going extra hard or doing going to the basket. Then you got to kind of gauge It's sort of like, you know, NBA players, if they go play street ball, it's sort of a, you know, you got a, a mind frame where you sort of like, OK, well, 
I got to be a little careful because maybe they aren't as careful as I am. Um, if you aren't playing with all pros, sometimes when you go and play. So some of that has to kick in from a player standpoint. Um, so I, I, I don't necessarily blame anybody. I just think it's unfortunate that it happened because you have those situations where, um, you know, 30 seconds, you know, more, you could have, that could have happened earlier. You know what I'm saying? So if he didn't take it, if it happened in six minute mark, should we have taken him out then? So I think it was just an unfortunate, you know, incident that, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge, you know, when exactly guys do it. And it's, but he stayed, it's, it's he, stayed he stayed in another minute after that too. Like that's what's crazy. I mean, I was like, dude, he, he kept playing. First off, he should have been examined yeah, when, for concussion, first of all. When, when, when he got hit, he should have been out. He kept that, playing. That I do playing? Like what? That, that for certain, he should have been out. I can't believe that at that point they were like, you're all right, you're all right. Dude, at yeah. that point, you're like, you know what? You That's why it. I was shocked to, to to even hear that he was injured because he stayed in the game. Yeah. Well, first of all, it should have been a concussion protocol for that. Yeah. They need to get a little more stringent on that because that was a hard – I was surprised to hear he got concussion because you usually don't hear it with a face getting concussion. It's usually like, you know, head or something. But, I, yeah, I thought they were supposed to just be cautious with guys anytime they got hit in the face or the head or anything. But I can't – I mean, if you think about it, how did he go back in? Could you imagine if he got like, hit again, if he went back in? Yeah, then at that point, he'd be like, all right. I, mean, I think that's, that's that's interesting to me. I think it's um, – I, I, that's what kind of threw me off because he, he did re-enter the game. So, I, yeah. Did we say, Doc, he should have been out the game. How do we say he should have been out the game when this happened and then he went back in? Yeah. I'd say Doc's more at fault for that than he was for, for that, yeah. in the first place. I think uh, NBA needs to, you know, get, get the blue tent out because, you know, anytime a guy gets hit in the NFL, they go, immediately go to the blue tent. We get one of those, we're not dealing with the concussion and the guy playing on it. I give him credit, though. He wasn't really shaky. I mean, he bent over, but he wasn't wobbly for a mild concussion. Yeah. He took it like a champ. Well, the post-game interview, they, they, he was interviewing with uh, Gus Johnson, and, and he was just saying how, like, he said, my face is broken. And he was like, no, I'm not kidding. My, my, my face feels broken. And like, didn't, uh, you know, we came on the show with the next day and we were, we were talking about it. Like, okay, it's fine. We're, you know, we're going to the series. You got Embiid. But actually he wasn't lying. He was yeah. I mean, he's had it before. So he probably knew the feeling. Oh man. Yeah. That's rough. Um, all right. So topic two, um, fast forward uh, from that, uh, the game six, uh, uh, Embiid injury to game one last night, uh, the start of the series without Embiid. Um, as we talked about before the show, we did have the lead at halftime, a one-point lead, uh, but did not have the juice to keep it going, uh, losing 106-92 in Miami. Um, obviously, we had to, we couldn't shoot at all last night. We were going 6-34, of 34, but what went wrong last night, and, and what were some positives that you think we can kind of take from that game to game two, Eric? Um, you know, obviously, we, we beat them for 24 minutes. <laughs> Um, I think that we, the way we started out, we had multiple guys being aggressive um, in that first half. That helped us. I think if I wanted to point at anything, I think they turned us over a little too much. Yeah. Um, you know, the pressure kind of got to us. Um, it, it, you know, made us play a little faster than we should have. I mean, you can, you know, run fast. You don't have to play fast. You don't have to shoot fast. Um, so I would say that turnovers – really hurt us um we but if if i'm talking about a whole issue for the game that, that concerns me is how we handle their pressure um 
how do we handle that pressure? And I know they had a little sideline talk with Doc where he was talking about we're, we're trying to attack the press, but score too. Um, and I just think that if I'm watching it, it was like no rhyme or reason to kind of what we were doing. It was like you throw it to whoever's open. It wasn't like no sets where you kind of set screens to get guys open or a play to kind of break their um, their pressure. It was just it, so it almost seemed like they got injured that game. They were scrambling to have. Like, yeah, so it was like like scramble mode. And I think in the second half, that really hurt us because we didn't make shots. Yeah. So now you don't make shots and you sort of in scramble mode. Um, your defensive balance is off. And that's why I just took off. To me, it just took off from that standpoint because I think that you, when teams are pressuring, you got to have a little more structure as far as what you want to do. Um, and, and their pressure is not necessarily turn you over one-on-one pressure, but it's denying James, having somebody pick you up full court. That wears you down. Um, and then they're zoning when, he's, when he has the ball. Um, they're doing a really, really solid job defensively. I mean, that, that's at the end of the day. We got to conquer that. We got to make sure that we can conquer their defense, put them in some predicaments where they off balance and they have to react to us. Um, because if we don't do that um, right now, they're 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 chasing matchups and they're scoring. And without Joel, um, Bam is, is is having his way with us. At least in game one, he did. So um, containing him, um, you know, no hero is going to get hot. Um, he's going to have those flashes where he's going to make some shots. And, of course, Jimmy's going to do the same thing. And they have other guys that can knock down shots. So the more we can defend and stay in front of people and the less help we have to give, um, we can we can be better on defense. On defense. And, and finally, um, and then when we do get a stop, we got to get some rebounds, man. I mean, they were getting offensive rebounds, and it wasn't even all their big guys. No, I know, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was smaller guys going in yeah. there. They were just killing us on the boards. Yeah. So, um, PJ and all them guys, I mean, it's – so they know something. I mean, they know something where they were like, we can we can, we can, can attack them on the boards, and they did it. So, I think attacking them on the boards, turning us over, that defense pressure, uh, it was multiple things that you can see just from having the conversation that we kind of needed to address. And it didn't surprise me that we lost. I think the fact that – how we lost about how many points we we lost by um, was pretty much a, all in the second half. Yeah. So that's that that that's kind of that got to kind of shake you up a little bit is that they basically dominated us um, for the final twenty four minutes of the game and we really didn't have an answer. Yeah. What did you think about it? I know DeAndre Jordan was something that, um, that was on your mind going into today. Uh, I was going to say what went wrong the whole second half did really. We, we were up by five in the first like, minute, but um, yeah, uh, we just stopped boxing out. I, I just, I was getting so, I was yelling. I was getting so frustrated. It's like, man, get a rebound. And I found myself saying that so much during the Toronto series too. And luckily we'd answer back. When we had a bad rebounding game against Toronto, we usually came back and did a really good job the next game. So I'm hoping we do that this time. But Doc said he liked the way uh, DeAndre rebounded. He had two rebounds, two in 17 minutes. Dude, I can stand in one part of a court, not move my feet, and probably just by luck catch a couple of rebounds. 
You're one of the biggest. He is. He was the biggest guy on the court for most of it. I mean, he's bigger than Adebayo by about two inches. Do two rebounds when that's like your main job on the court. I'm just I'm flabbergasted by that. If that's happening, go small. If you're going to lose the rebounding game and you know you are because he can't rebound, obviously, then just go small. Put Tobias five. Tobias can. I mean, he's not. He's shorter than not that much shorter than Adebayo. Tobias is not a small guy by any means. And, yeah, you might give up some size out of bio, but you're losing the rebound game anyway. At least go offensive. Put Niang at four. Put Green at three. And Maxi and Hart at two and one. Do it. You might as well. I mean, like. So, Tobias can't guard Bam, though. No, but uh, well, Jordan couldn't either. We don't have anyone that can guard him. So, I mean, I don't think Adebayo is going to go for 40 against us. So, give him his 25. But at least we'll have the offense because with Jordan out there, it's like Ben Simmons all over here playing four on five. He can't do anything. Uh, and for some reason, he and Harden can't connect on alley-oops. I mean, the best person to throw alley-oops to him is Harris. I just – think about that. <laughs> Between those two teams, they missed 55 threes last night, and he got two rebounds. That's like – I'm just I'm, – I'm shocked by that. Long rebounds. Long That's shots, true. long rebounds. There were, there, were, yeah, there were a lot of long rebounds, but we couldn't get those either. So uh, – I'm just yeah. Paul Reed got in foul trouble. That sucks because he actually was looking okay. I mean, if 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 he plays 17 minutes, how many of those minutes were in the second half? Um, I had to look at his minute breakdown because Reed kept getting in foul trouble, so he had to keep coming back in, which sucks. But I mean, look, in the fourth quarter, I just wish we would have experimented a little more. The game was over. We we knew we weren't going to win. Try Bassi out. Put him out there. Maybe he gets a little confidence. Maybe he hit lightning in a bottle with him. Maybe I'm not. The young guys can't. The young guys can't play in the series. <sighs> not even when you're down by 20 in the fourth quarter. I mean, you can give them minutes, but you can't give them experimental minutes. Like they can't play in the series. It, it's not gonna happen. Not I can't. when Joel come back. Like you're not gonna play those guys. Oh no! When Joel comes back, play, it's a different story. I'm that's what I'm saying. Story. So play the guys that you know you're gonna have to play while Joel's out. But, jo- but Jordan wasn't even playing when Joel was I mean, in the Toronto series. Um, Jordan wasn't. That, that's what I'm saying. So, so I said, when play the guys that's going to play while Joel is out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but play those guys and kind of let them get a rhythm, whoever they are. I just think that I think he'll play Paul or he'll play, you know, Ty Tobias or somebody else at the five before he yeah, ever. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying so before he plays Bassey, that's what he'll, I believe he'll do that. But I'm saying if he wants a big body down there and, and Jordan's just not doing it, if Reed. Yeah, I mean, they don't, those, as you can see with Paul, they, they just, they won't get those guys in foul trouble. They, they just not. I know. They were killing him on pump fakes. He was it's, jumping for him. And I mean, they just need the, you just need the experience. Um, and right now, you can't give it to both. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just – it's so – it's frustrating, man, because watching that game, I and mean, we just couldn't make shots. I mean, it was just bad. I mean, yeah. I think Jordan will be – he'll be better the next game. I believe he'll be better. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I mean, man, he can't get much worse. He's talking about zero rebounds in, in 17 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's – it's, Even J.J. Reddick said it. He's like, I'm, I'm his good friend, man. He's like, Jordan shouldn't be starting in playoff games. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, he just – he shouldn't, which is interesting. So, so who should be starting in front of? Well, it's it's interesting because even when last year or when MB was out for extended time, we still didn't start Dwight Howard. We kept Dwight Howard in that kind of like backup role. So yes. it's interesting to see him, which is kind of Jordan is that Howard, right? It's interesting to see him start Jordan. I would maybe start Reed and go to 
go to uh, Jordan off the bench where he's more comfortable. At so you want Reed to play all of his minutes against Bam? I mean, look, if he's getting throttled, you, if he gets in foul trouble, yank him. He's going to – then George's going to be in there even quicker and Reed's going to be in foul trouble. I mean, let's hope he learns from his mistakes. I'm just saying. So so now you're in a situation where you got to go down your bench even more because you have a guy in foul trouble. And as you say, you have a guy that shouldn't, shouldn't play. <laughs> go small to start then. Go, go, go Harris off the start. See how they react to that. Maybe they're like, Spolster's like, damn, I didn't know. I was not expecting this. Uh, they'll kill it. The, the boards will be even worse. Yeah. I, I don't know how much worse it can actually get. I because mean, sometimes it's, it's not like who's your tallest guy. It's, Who's the two guys up under him? You know what I I'm think, saying? Yeah, but Niang's not a two. I mean, he like, was in there. He was in there. Who's there for Tucker? I'm I saying he was in there too. Niang and Tucker. When they was getting all these rebounds. No, man. I, I, I yeah, said, he was in there. So we can't just knock you know one guy from them getting like he 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 played he played a lot. Oh yeah. No, no, no. He couldn't hit a shot and he couldn't get a rebound. He couldn't do either one. <laughs> but you're no, not saying he good. shouldn't play. <laughs> I, I think, uh, oh, yeah, but the problem is there is no other backup uh, stretch for. We don't even have like, no, a – I'm just saying, like, it's just, it was, the game didn't go well. But I believe that they'll come back and play better. It may not be enough for us, but I do believe that guys average out. They'll play better. I mean, if you just give us three more threes and make us 20 – because we shot 17% last night from three. Even if you give us 26%, which is still not good, it's bad. But even now, we'd be down by, like, five. So, I mean, I think some of it was just yeah. bad luck. Some of it was just bad. We, we, just, we, we had a really, really off night. Everybody did, really, except for Tobias. Tobias, man, I mean, yet again, man, all over the court, one of the most aggressive games I've seen him play. He really stepped up. I wish Harden was as aggressive. He only had, what, Harden only had, what, three, four shots in the second half? Can't do it. That's not going to – that's not going to – Can't do it with the pressure, man. I, I told you all before, when games like this, um, you got to mix it up. You have to um, – his minutes, like he's he going to have to get taken out the game before timeouts, before the end of some quarters to get him that extra break because he's going to have to be on the go, go, go. In order to do that, you're going to have to give him more breaks and figure out how to extend his breaks, and that's how you do it. Call it get him out before a timeout, get him out before the quarter, now his break turns into a few minutes long, especially with national television games. Those timeouts are so long, that's an extended break. So it has to be some kind of structure like that because in order for him to really help us, he has to be go, go, go. Um, and because, more off-ball, I think. He's but but I've off. said that before. He has to be off, off the ball, and, and he has to start shooting catch and shoots. Um. He, he had a couple where he just caught it and just dribbled. Yeah. So he has to shoot some catch and shoots. Um, yeah. Way know, too some, much height, some, some, some catch and rips are fine, but, you know, some DHOs and sometimes just give him something because they're switching. Um, so we're chasing matchups, trying to go at certain guys. Um, and that's that's going to work, but they're, they're going to double. They're going to do some things and still get it out your hands. So now you – Playing against the clock, you're playing against double teams. They denying you, making you work. I mean, we just seen what they did to Trey Young. Yeah, who's, who's more aggressive and more active than, than James is right now? Um, so it, that's not going to change. Yeah. Um, and so if 
and they can they're playing him straight up unless he has certain matchups. And they're not helping. So those lanes and those shots um, aren't there as much. But when they are there, we got to make them. That's the way you get – if you want to get them up out of that pressure or make adjustments, you got to make shots. So they're basically saying we're going to pressure, we're going to zone up and make you make shots. So if you're not doing it, guess what they're going to do? They're going to stay in that and they're going to shrink it even more. And deny and pick up full court. They're turning guys like they're doing that stuff that – you know, teams say they can't do, but they're doing it in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> it's like a college pressure, man. pressure, picking up, turning guys. But they got multiple guys that bought into defense because look how many guys on their team that people say can't defend, but they still picking up full court. Yep. I, I, I coached against Gabe Vincent in, in the G League, and he was never a guy that looked at it to say he's picking up full court, but he's doing it now. Yep. And doing it well. Even Struess was was guarding a hard yes. almost by the half court line. He was up and pressing him. Yes, that's just their game plan. That like he he spoke, probably told him that's, go up on him. You got to do it because go. you got to do it to win. You got so much depth. You can rotate those guys in. You get tired. You come out. Let's extend our defense, and it's helped because yeah, you're able to put pressure on people. When you're putting people in the, in a situation that they're quite not they're not quite used to play like that. Yeah, um, you know, it's probably the only one team in the East that could kind of break that down, and that's Milwaukee, and that's because they have multiple ball handlers, and their ball handlers happen to be their best player, and one happens to be six foot, seven foot. Yeah. So that's probably the only team that can probably attack that. Um, you know, you extend your defense against him, you're leaving that lane wide open every time. Yeah, and and we made a good run in the second because we were just running. It was decisive, fast, go to the lane, like dish and go, dish and go. We we started falling into that whole ISO catch the ball, let the defense come to you, let them reset. And, and, and that's what Miami wants you to do. Miami wants you to hold the ball longer so they can get the right guys on you. So Tucker can come back on and guard Harden in his face. And it just, it just wasn't working. There's was too much dribbling. We were getting shots up with three seconds. And they're, and they're going to rebound. They're going to stay in front of their guy. Um, so if you if you're going to you're not making those shots, you're playing right into their favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like three or four possessions. I remember when we we the game was still close, but within like five points, we came down and we shot like threes. Like you know, we went down there shot threes. It was a Harden, Maxi, Niang, and it was like oh, I mean, no no offense there, just going down and shooting threes right away. Yeah, I think they think without Embiid, if you have a somewhat open shot, take it, take it. Well, I, I think I think Lost was shooting Lillard shots from like forty feet out. I'm like, dude. <laughs> well, I think I mean Niang and Maxi have been shooting really well in the playoffs, and you know, like they were thinking themselves, yeah, I'm not going to keep missing these shots. You know, I, I, I think I think next 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 game tomorrow night, it's going to you know, hopefully Law of Average will you know balance out and we'll start making our threes. Hopefully, <laughs> I hope so. Um, but yeah, no, the Harden uh, five field goals in the first uh, five field goal attempts in the first quarter, four in the second quarter, three in the third quarter, and one in the fourth quarter. So yeah, gotta got, got away from us. I mean, very quickly, and so he made good adjustments. The, good the game was it, to me; it wasn't as close as the score said, and that was a double figure loss. Yeah, yeah. Hero killed us. 
Okay, so that leads us to our final topic here, uh, or second to last topic. Um, game two tomorrow night uh, in 7.30 on, on Eastern Standard Time on TNT. Um, in order to steal a game in Miami uh, to go 1-1 before getting our guy back and beat on Friday, hopefully, um, what do we have to do really to kind of to, to win this game, to, to, to make this game closer and to win the game? Obviously, hit shots, but what, what would you tell a team if you, if you were talking to the team, Eric? <clears throat> Obviously, it's, you know, like you said, it's taking shots, but it's also – um, being ready to shoot um, and not and getting your best shots, you know, shooting your best shots and not just taking four shots or taking rush shots. So I think that the combination of, of, of those will help us be in position to knock down more shots. Um, obviously rebounding, you know, cutting down their second chance opportunities. Um, and at the same time, you know, that'll give us opportunities to, rebound and push and try to score before their defense is set. Um, so that has to be a point of emphasis. Um, <clears throat> then playing against their pressure, um, whether it's James off the ball more or um, play shake and play three guards a little bit, um, play something where you kind of got multiple ball handlers in at the same time so you can still push and play. Um, some kind of action that you can still – kind of create opportunities to get into the interior of their defense, um, you know, create some driving kicks and lobs or offensive rebounding opportunities. But we have to handle that pressure. We have to handle it uh, without wearing people down. And, and, and obviously James has to be a major part of that. We have to find ways for him to get downhill, be more aggressive, and be, be you know, I think maybe his energy. Um you know, being, being a little better as far as standing that attack mode that he was in a little bit earlier. So if we need to kind of shrink those minutes or, like I said before, get him out at certain times so we can keep him aggressive. Um, he can't have those long spurts where he's just out there. Um, I think if that's the case, then we rest him in and put him back in because he has to be on the go for the majority of the game. I think if we can kind of make those adjustments, um, we can help our case. In game two, from a fan's point of view, what was just something you want to see differently that you didn't see last night? More effort on rebounding, crash the boards. Um, I, I echoing what he what Eric said too. Um, get more creative on offense. Get him on the go. Um, don't wait for the defense to come to you. Don't wait for them to reset. You get the ball after Maxi drives. Harden's got a defender running at him. Take that shot or just pump and go, man. Don't like just sit there holding the ball waiting for the whole defense to reset again. You got to go. We, we You got to create dis, a disadvantage for Miami when we can have them because we don't have Embiid. So you have a moment, play on the move more often. Do some pick and rolls. I don't I don't know if I saw any pick and rolls with Harrison Harden. Try it. You got you have to get creative right now. We don't have Embiid. You have to look for any advantage you can get. Um, less iso ball. Less just dribbling around. I know it worked for Harris, but they're going to start calling some of those offensive fouls because he had a little Siakam off arm going on last night. And I'm okay with that because they weren't calling it, but supposing again, their ear about that and they will. And that's how we were actually converting on a lot of those possessions. Um, try going small. If it doesn't work, hopefully Jordan rebounds better, but if not get creative with your lineups, man, um, I, I just, yeah, you got to look for any advantage you can keep them running, keep them running, especially if they're going to try to press you, man, run, get down there. Uh, there were a few where after buckets, they were pressing. We just threw it all the way to half court. We had a three-on-one going sometimes. I was like, yeah, dude, man, keep doing that. 
Don't just get the ball to Harden and then have like a slow dribble of the court with, with you know, uh, Tucker shadowing him. By the time we get to our three-point lane, there's like 12 seconds left in the clock. It's like, man, that, that, that's, that's short. That's the point of the pressure. That's why you want the pressure people. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's, then when he does his whole dribble ISO, dribble set, you have like three seconds left and, you know, we had the shot clock violation happen. It's like, so yeah, I just get creative wherever you can. And I mean, just try to try to bully him, man. Yeah. I, I just hope that we, we start fast. I know that's something we, in the games we lost in Toronto first quarter, we kind of, the games we lost, we, we kind of let that go. And this one was getting out of hand. We kind of, we, we slowed the gap up as we, it was closed the quarter. Uh, but yeah, I actually, we start fast and, uh, putting a hand in the face and, you know, c- trying to contest shots because in, in the beginning of that game, they were getting some easy mid-rangers. There, there, no one was contesting any shots. Jimmy was getting it at mid-rangers. A lot, I mean, a lot of that stuff was good was going. So I, I hope we, you know, fix some of that stuff and start fast and hopefully that kind of continues on for the rest of the game. Um, I, I did like the, what he was doing what he did with Toronto in game six, six, though. Man, back to zone, zone back to man. It was actually helping a lot in the second quarter. It, they did a good job with that. Yeah. Mixing um, it up a little more is better. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Spo just totally adjusted to that. And we kind of just were like, let's just keep it as is. This is good. This is good. Let's just wait to keep doing this. Yeah. And Spo adjusted, and we just didn't adjust. We were like, okay, let's just Certain, certain matchups we should never zone um, yeah. for them. But some of them we should zone every time. So it kind of depends. And I think we were pressing at the beginning to try to get out to a lead to like make the OMB loss so much better. I think we pressed a little too hard in the beginning. That's why I think we had five turnovers in the opening, like few minutes. It yeah. was just, we were playing way too fast. Like calm down, calm down. You have a whole game. Yeah. All right. Uh, so on Friday uh, we picked a series. Um, this is obviously before the uh, NBA news. And so I'm sure, I'm sure we might have different opinions on this. Um, okay. So uh, tomorrow night we'll pick the series again. We'll, we'll do a game prediction for tomorrow night. Uh, Sixers are an eight and a half point favorite in Miami. Um, no new news on Lowry, so I think he'll probably be out again. Uh, there's no- nothing on that front. Embiid's not playing. Um, so who do you guys have tomorrow night um, in the Sixers and Heat game, game two? Um, yeah, I think with Joel out, um, we, we, it'll be tough for us to win the game. We'll cover the spread, though. I think it's going to be a tight game. I just don't think um, we'll have enough. Hopefully I'm wrong. Um, whenever I say we win, we lose, so. I'm trying to go the other way this time. <laughs> <laughs> like it, like your style. <laughs> uh, we've answered back pretty well whenever we come off losses, except for the two in a row for Toronto. But for the most part, that's because we were playing a little complacent because we were up so much. But I think we'll play with a little more um, aggression and a little more desperation, I think, as Embiid's out. Um, we don't have the, you know, oh, he's coming back. We don't really know when he's coming back. So the three, game three or four, hopefully – that doesn't – I mean, they can't rely on that. So, um, I think the one game without him that now they, they have adjusted to playing without him, oh, man, I want to say we'll win so bad. I don't think we will, though. But I, I do think we'll – I do think we'll keep it close since one of those they kind of bust open with free throws to like five or six at the end of the game uh, to win Miami. Yeah, I'll, I'll take us with the win. Uh, we did we did beat uh, Miami without Embiid and Harden. Max, he had a really good game. He kind of went out hero in that game. Obviously, the playoffs, was different. stakes are different. I'll go with uh, we'll go Sixers here. Um, right. Okay. Uh, uh, so, series, um, okay, now Miami's up one nothing in the series. Um, now that we have the Embiid information, who do you guys have in the series and how many games do you have this going? Eric? 
Um, I think Eric, you had you had Sixers and six last time, right? I'll take that. You don't <laughs> want that? I'll take it. Wow. I don't, you know, I I, I don't feel good. We gotta win. It. We gotta win four straight because you just picked Miami to win. <laughs> I, I've done that before. Yeah. Against and, the Detroit and, Pistons, we did that against Detroit Pistons. And B's gonna come back like <laughs> man, like Superman when he comes back. Then, I mean, I think you know he comes back and you even the series out. You only need to win one road game. Yeah, that's Better, true. You know, if you lose this game, you still only need to win one. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I won't change my mind. I get that's if MB comes back in Game Three, though. Correct? Yes. Okay. Dude, he's he's coming back. They, they said he was on the court uh, yesterday. Uh, already taking practice. He comes back. He if comes he back. doesn't, um, you know, we, we could be in some trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, I think I took Sixers and seven last time. I wasn't really counting on us. I thought we'd sneak a game in Miami, which, I mean, would really help. So, I mean, we lose two in Miami, which, I mean, isn't that crazy anyway? You're, I mean, you're supposed to lose, uh, you know, that they have home court for a reason. Um, if MB comes back game three, I'll say Sixers and seven. I, I'm not changing my either. like it. Uh, Eric, from the aspect, let's say MB does come back game three, and then this would be about a week off for him as far as saving his legs and such. I mean, is this kind of good for him in a way in that respect where it kind of gives him off his legs a little bit? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think during the regular season, you can say that, but during the playoffs, you, you want to be out there. You don't, you're not playing back-to-back games. You're not doing a lot of traveling. So, you know, the, the legs and saving your legs is, you know, you got to win games because you want to keep playing. So you, you don't want to miss anything where you're kind of um, limiting yourself and, and, you know, getting the team in the position where they're not winning. So, no, nah, that, that doesn't – I mean, you can say it helps them, but at the end of the day, um, I think not being out there hurts more. Because even Harden said last night, uh, they asked him, would you prefer more rest between game one and two and they're on – he said no. He likes the one day off back on. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think about that? Would you you agree with that? You like just going back at it again real fast after a loss like that? Yeah, especially after a loss because it, you don't have as much time to kind of simmer about it and think about it. You can get back out there and try to kind of wash it away. Um, so you want to get back out there. I mean, I think guys are more inclined to have more break, more of a break after a win because you can sit there, you're feeling good about yourself and your team, and you kind of kind of relax from that standpoint. But when you get a loss, you want to kind of get that feeling, that taste out your mouth and kind of kind of push it away. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, ho- hopefully uh, we'll, we get the dub and, um, and we can talk about uh, – is it a game – so game three is Friday. Okay, so our next show will be Friday previewing uh, game three. So hopefully we got the, the phantom of the process coming back with his mask on. I'm going to be exciting to watch. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so. I think at this point you have to be more worried about the concussion breaking the concussion protocol. Yeah. So well, it's say be t- today would be today or tomorrow. No, tomorrow would be the the, uh, the last day of the five days. And they say, well, they say of the a, of the minimum though, because he could still not be ready. You but know, they, but they said it was a mild. They said it was a mild concussion though. If, if they're saying mild concussion, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not doctors, but they said mild concussion. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I just I just wait and let them tell me. Yep. <laughs> You know, wishful thinking. I'm sure try try to find the uh the positives here. Still, still relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But all right, fellas, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in 76ers, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys Friday as we preview game three and hopefully our guy returns in, in his cape. <laughs> Sound good to me. All right, guys. All right, guys. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.